0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're coming to you live on location in Annapolis, Maryland. Annapolis is the capital of the state of Maryland. It's also the home of the U.S. Naval Academy. This is where the U.S. Navy trains its officers. It's also home to the world's largest in the water boat show. It's an important town because it's a state capital, but it's a small town. Total population is only 39,000. It's small because it's geographically constrained. It's beautifully located within commuting distance of both Baltimore and Washington. And on today's show, we're going to do a small walking tour of Annapolis from a real estate perspective. The town is decidedly anti-development. It's a very quaint seaside town with a historic district, with narrow streets and cobblestone sidewalks. Many of the narrow century-old townhouses have a flagpole jutting out from the side of the house. You won't have to go very far to be reminded which country you're in. Most of the streets are one-way streets, and many of them are dead-end streets. They're dead-end streets because in Annapolis it's common to run out of land and come across the Chesapeake Bay. The many inlets, rivers, and coves make for a very intimate and extensive coastline. Many of the waterfront homes have a boat docked in front. The idyllic setting is one of the most picturesque coastal towns in all of North America. Real estate's relatively expensive here. Waterfront homes are usually priced between $2-3 million to 3000000 dollars Not surprisingly, this rich water playground makes Annapolis the sailing capital of the U.S. eastern seaboard. In our time here, we ran into many people who had successfully navigated across the Atlantic in sailboats. Annapolis is geographically constrained. There's really no developable land left in the core of Annapolis. Any project undertaken in the city will be of an infill nature. You'll have to demolish before you can build. The demand is high and vacancies extremely low, so you've got a set of conditions that on the surface appear favorable. You've got a shortage of supply and a lot of pent-up demand. Development in Annapolis is difficult because any development that falls within what's called a critical area must be sent to the State of Maryland Critical Area Commission for the Chesapeake and Atlantic Coastal Bays prior to receiving local zoning approval or a building permit. Generally speaking, any property within a thousand feet of a waterway falls into the critical area overlay. In this zone, a whole bunch of extra rules come into play. Most of these rules are designed to protect the sensitive waterways of the Chesapeake and the coastal regions. For example, there are vegetation requirements. There are restrictions on waste transfer. You're unlikely to get a septic system approved on a property in a critical area overlay. When you walk around Annapolis, you see a town with a main street that has many shops and restaurants. They're not just shops for tourists, although there's plenty of those. Real people live and work and study here in Annapolis. They work hard to maintain the culture of the town. And many of the Main Street businesses are, in fact, struggling. The businesses here in Annapolis are seasonal. The summer months get a lot of tourist traffic. In fact, I would say there's a solid six months of high traffic, which brings in a lot of money into the local economy. But outside of that, the winter months are slow, and businesses waiting out the winter months often struggle. There is vacancy on Main Street. First time we've seen that in years that we've been coming here. This is not an easy town to be a real estate investor. We saw an old townhouse in a very poor condition and had a public notice posted on the front window. The owner of that home was seeking to make improvements, including new siding, new windows, and a small addition in the rear yard. The entire process had been opened up to public review. That home is directly across the street from the courthouse, and it's been in distressed condition, waiting for the application process to complete for over two years. We conducted a review of commercial listings in Annapolis, and it shows only a single five-unit building for sale. The next closest listing is a commercial property for sale in the neighboring community of Parole, which is just one exit away on the freeway. That sixty-nine-unit building is listed for fifteen and a half million, and that comes to about two hundred and twenty-four thousand a unit, which is a little on the high side, but on a square foot basis. The property is selling for $155 a square foot. It's actually fairly reasonable. The apartment building is being offered for sale as part of a portfolio, which includes two office buildings as part of the same development. Virtually all the new construction is happening outside Annapolis in the surrounding communities. This isn't an accident. Annapolis is a difficult place to get anything approved. Residents are decidedly anti-development. Older structures are governed by the Annapolis Historic Preservation Commission which has final say on any changes to properties within the historic district. For example, the Annapolis Waterfront Hotel recently wanted to update the awnings, fence, and landscaping. This, too, had to go in front of the Historic Preservation Commission for comments and approval. We're not talking about making changes to permanent structures, we're talking about awnings, fence, and landscaping. While we love Annapolis, Maryland, and we come here to visit, we're probably not likely to make any investments in this town in the near future. It's simply far too difficult to get anything done. As you think about that, pay close attention to your municipal regulations. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.